I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This morning, Freedom Day for New South Wales. After more than 100 days, lockdown is over. The Premier declares Sydney is back in action. Businesses throw open their doors, pubs turn on the taps, restaurants booked and retail shelves stocked. Also, the race to restart the nation. Thousands will be able to attend events within a month as Victoria edges towards vaccination goals. And holiday plans. The PM's hope to open international borders ahead of schedule. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. After a marathon 106 days in lockdown, Freedom Day for New South Wales is finally here. As of 12.01 this morning, gyms, restaurants and salons made their long-awaited return, reopening a major lifeline for businesses. The Premier marking the day as a cause for celebration after 15 weeks of tough restrictions. It's a big day for our state and to everyone across New South Wales, uh, you've earned it. It's been 100 days of uh, blood, sweat and no beers. Capacity limits for household and outdoor gatherings have also increased, while 100 guests will be able to attend weddings and funerals. Fully vaccinated residents in New South Wales are being urged to enjoy their new freedom safely. The Premier insists this will be the state's last lockdown, but is warning the community to remain vigilant. 477 new cases were recorded yesterday. Over 90% of the state have now had a first vaccine dose. Thousands of Victorians will be able to attend events within the next month as the state approaches key vaccination targets. 10,000 vaccinated punters will be trackside at the Melbourne Cup, with the Premier keen to reinstate some freedoms. This is all about uh, those sorts of events being back. Us as a state, an economy and a community being open. The state continues to battle rising case numbers with 2,000 daily infections projected in the next few days. International borders could open up for fully vaccinated travellers sooner than expected, with the Prime Minister hoping to fast-track the plan to get us travelling again. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. Some could be free to travel overseas as early as next month. 
Yeah, that's right, Jody. with the federal government pushing full steam ahead to reconnect Australia with the rest of the world. The ban on overseas travel is expected to be brought forward again, with vaccinated travellers in New South Wales able to travel overseas from early November. It comes as the New South Wales government prepares to fast-track the rollout for home quarantine, which is currently in a trial phase. Now, that would mean home quarantine for vaccinated Australians wishing to return home via Sydney and giving the option for international travel for vaccinated Australians to leave and to return. But just when you could be jetting off, well, that depends on where you live. While New South Wales pushes ahead, states such as Western Australia and Queensland have indicated they will be keeping their internal borders closed, even beyond the 80% vaccination target. The federal government using the uh, incentive of international travel as a as a push for those states to reopen. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. Brisbane Airport has been dealt a fresh COVID scare after an an infected passenger flew into Queensland without a valid border pass. The infected person arrived at the domestic terminal on Friday from Sydney. Health officials have now declared the site a close contact venue. The state hasn't recorded a local case in nearly a week. A COVID-positive truck driver has sparked concerns of an outbreak in WA. Four service stations are now on high alert after the Victorian man spent five days in the state from September 30 to October 3rd. Health officials say the risk to the public is low because he spent most of his time inside his truck. Voluntary assisted dying could soon become legal in New South Wales with only a handful of votes needed in Parliament for the law to be passed. News Corp is reporting a bill will be introduced this week to allow terminally ill people to end their own life in very limited circumstances. A previous bid to legalise euthanasia was voted down by just one vote in 2017. A mother has spent the night in hospital after being hit by a car in Sydney's inner west. A car veered onto the footpath in Leichhardt at around 4.30 yesterday afternoon, slamming into her and her baby. The woman in her 30s was pushed into a shop window which smashed with the pram left in pieces on the ground. She was taken to hospital in a serious but stable condition. Miraculously, her baby is unharmed. A driver is now being questioned by police. A little girl has been killed in a camping ground tragedy at Wilson's Promontory in Victoria. The seven-year-old was struck by a caravan at Tidal River yesterday morning. An off-duty paramedic tried to revive her, but sadly she couldn't be saved. The driver of the vehicle did stop and is now assisting police with their investigation. Hundreds of thousands of Australian families will get a discount on their childcare fees next year under a plan to boost the post-COVID economy. The federal government is trying to get more people back into the workforce to help with skills shortages across the country. Speeding up cheaper childcare to get women back into the workplace faster. The federal government is bringing forward its $1.7 billion childcare package to begin March next year, not July. It's going to make a big difference to 250,000 families. And a big difference to the economy. As border closures shut migrants out, employers are crying out for more staff. Around 90,000 people last year identified the cost of childcare as the reason why they weren't 
in the workforce. Providers like Natalie say childcare is too expensive. There's not many families that can afford full-time care at the cost of over 30000 per child per year. Starting March 7, the 85% government subsidy will be increased to 95% for any second or subsequent child under the age of five, saving families an average of $2,200 a year and, according to Treasury, will mean 40,000 more people will work an extra day. It's always been whether they could afford to do two days, three days or five days. Uh, this will take away a lot of that pressure for our, for our families. Labor says it's just a fraction of its centrepiece policy. With the government's childcare package, only 25% of families are going to get any relief. But the federal government has not yet finalised its election platform and there could be further announcements for the childcare sector before they head to the polls. Is this it? This is what you're taking to the election? This is the policy which we announced in the budget. No upgrades, no tweaking of it. Do you want me to announce some election policy now? That would be a first. Perhaps not the last we've heard of this. Jennifer Beshwati, 7 News. Supplies of a drug that provides thousands of Australian children with relief from juvenile arthritis has all but dried up, with the treatment also used to help COVID patients. It's left youngsters in terrible pain and parents scrambling. But there is hope with more doses now on the way. It's pure agony to stand, let alone to take a step. Four-year-old Eva has crippling juvenile arthritis and without critical injections, she and thousands of other children have been reduced to this. Without medication, she's back in a pram, minimal activity, um, some days bedridden, lounge ridden, other days, um, you know, just in agony really. Supply of a key medication, Actemra, has dried up. It's in high demand at the moment, also used to treat severe cases of COVID-19. Parents are panicking. I think the crunch is coming right now where parents are finding from their pharmacists uh, that there's just none available. Wayne Cooper has tried chemist after chemist. His daughter, Samantha, can barely move. She's down to her last dose. We're quite amazed that it's been allowed to get out of hand. The Health Minister has told us I've met with the Australian CEO of Roche and have also written to the global CEO to formally request that the company expedite additional supply. And more stock has been secured. It's on the way. But doctors warned the government there would be a shortage more than a year ago. And back then, nothing was done. And we've certainly known for some time that this was coming as a worldwide shortage. One that parents can only hope will be over soon. Serena Andaloro, 7 News. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones finished the week slightly down. The Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX lost ground. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,757 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 79 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 73.12 US cents, 82 Japanese yen and $1.05 New Zealand. A Queensland man who suffered serious burns when his ute burst into flames admits it was a stupid mistake that caused the blaze. Lockie Black was cooking when a jerry can left in the sun exploded and engulfed his car at Rainbow Beach. He's thanked those who rushed to his aid and told 7 News he expects to remain in hospital for the next week. 
Major delays in the global supply chain have forced some of America's biggest retailers to take desperate measures to make sure shelves are stocked this Christmas. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. Some companies are really struggling to meet demand. Uh, morning, Jody. Yes, this is the problem. One transport executive here has named Container Geddon. It's the supply side problems in getting goods in to feed demand in the world's biggest economy, just as that economy, North America, develops a real taste for spending again post the pandemic. Uh, the problems seen in container ships are docked off the largest port in the country. Los Angeles Long Beach takes one quarter of all of the inputs into the United States of America. It's seen a backlog of ships hit 70 ships in recent days as the port struggles to process the demand. The response of major companies here, Costco among them, Walmart another, Target another, is to hire their own ships and seek to try to circumvent the problem. Those major retailers taking their containers in some cases into different ports, Portland north of here, San Diego south of here, to try to to beat the crush. All of this with America's important retail holiday season coming up in the months ahead. In uh, November, December, you'd expect those major retailers to earn one third of all of their income. The big ones now getting their own ships to try to keep the money coming in. Jody. OK, Tim Lester in the US, thank you. At least 16 people have been killed and seven injured after a plane crashed in Russia. The aircraft was carrying a group of parachutists when it crashed. The force of the impact broke the plane in half, but incredibly seven people were pulled alive from the wreckage. The pilots reported a failure in the left engine, forcing them to make an emergency landing. The volcanic eruption on La Palma Island is showing no signs of letting up. Rivers of lava continue to stream down the hillside, wiping out everything in their path. More than 1,100 buildings have now been destroyed since the volcano first erupted three weeks ago. Around 6,000 people have been evacuated from their homes. Prosecutors investigating the disappearance of Madeleine McCann say they are 100% sure of her killer's identity. They're convinced German sex offender Christian Bruckner, who is currently in jail, murdered the British toddler. Prosecutors hope to bring charges against him next year. Madeleine vanished from her family's holiday flat in Portugal in 2007, just days before her fourth birthday. To sport now, and our women's cricketers have finished their multi-format series against India with a win in the final T20. Aussie skipper Meg Lanning's lean series finished in bizarre fashion, out after hitting her own wicket on 14. Beth Mooney and Talia McGrath carried the Australians to five for 149, the Indians needing a fantastic catch in the field to end Mooney's innings. India put in a fight, but they fell short by, eight, by 14 runs, the Aussies winning the series 11 points to five. England have named their 17-man touring squad for this summer's Ashes series in Australia. Joe Root will lead the team with Joss Butler, his vice-captain. No players have pulled out due to the quarantine conditions, but the tourists will be without stars Joffre Archer and Ben Stokes, who will both miss out due to injury. Josh Hazelwood's fine form continued in the IPL. The Aussie spearhead struck twice in Chennai's qualifying playoff against Delhi. Tough chance. Ah, too good. Rukhraj Gaikwad. 
but it was 40-year-old MS Dhoni who proved the Super Kings hero, smashing 18 off six balls to lead Chennai to a four-wicket win and their ninth IPL final. Australia's Dan Ricciardo was pushed to the back of the grid after penalties only hours before the Formula One Grand Prix in Turkey. In wet conditions, world champion Lewis Hamilton was left fuming after his team forced him to pit late. Man, why'd you give up that space? You should have come in, man. You've got massive greening, man. I told you. Hamilton dropped from third to fifth as teammate Valtteri Bottas took the win. Max Verstappen came second to retake the championship lead. A dramatic final has seen Australia take out the Sale GP in Spain. Only seconds into the winner-takes-all final race, strong winds caused chaos for leaders Great Britain. Team USA also had mechanical problems as the Aussies, skippered by Tom Slingsby, powered away to a big win. Australia now leads the series by a point to the US and Japan. And this may be one of the strangest races we'll see all year. After starring at the Tokyo Olympics, Australia's fastest man, Rowan Browning, will take on jockey Hugh Bowman, riding lost and running on the straight at Royal Randwick today. Browning will start from 100 metres with the gelding at a 220 metre start. Bowman will ride lost and running in Saturday's $15 million Everest, live on seven. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a broad trough extending from northern WA to northeastern New South Wales should generate widespread showers and scattered thunderstorms. A front in the southwest should bring a few showers and the odd storm to WA. Onshore winds should also bring showers to the southeast coast. Around the capitals today, cloud increasing with some late rain in Brisbane, a top of 30 degrees. Showers in Sydney heading for 17. An early shower or two in Canberra, 16. A possible light shower, 15 in Melbourne. Cloudy and 14 in Hobart. Partly cloudy, a top of 18 degrees in Adelaide. An afternoon shower or two, 21 in Perth. And a possible afternoon shower, 34 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Monday, the 11th of October.